Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. It's another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. Ole Miss baseball is Omaha bound after whipping Southern Miss in the Hattiesburg Super Regional. Holding Southern Miss without a run and then pointed on with 10 runs in the first and five runs in the second game and clinching it and going to Omaha. Dave, what's up? 15 to nothing, two game tally right there by the Ole Miss Rebels. And, uh, you know, I got to say it because nobody else will. Ben, you and I were prophetic. We picked this. We said it. We picked it. Mainly because the alternative would have been the worst. Well, you know what? I was a little a little leery of game two <laughs> up until the Rebels kind of blew it open there late, but uh, I didn't want to play a game three. And I'm telling you, I still think if if this game had went to a game three, Ole Miss would have been in trouble if the series had gone that far. But I had a feeling Dylan DeLucha and Hunter Elliott were going to do the same thing they did in Coral Gables, and that was shut a lineup down. And they both shut them down. The Rebels' pin was outstanding. Ben, they used only four pitchers in both games in Hattiesburg. And, um, you know, it was total dominance, absolutely total dominance. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not predicting that Ole Miss is about to win a national championship. Uh But I am going on record saying that they can. They can go to Omaha and continue this style of play. They are the hottest team in the country right now. 5-0 and in NCAA tournament games. They only played three games in Miami, even though the television announcers yesterday kept saying four. But they only played three because nobody beat them. And let's just take a, let's take a journey back. 7-4 win over Arizona. Two to one win over Miami on their own home field. That's where they did it, right there 20, for me. That's where they that, did it. That, no, no doubt about it. And then twenty-two to six, a shellacking of Arizona in the finale. Look, they go to Hattiesburg, get things going in the right way. Ten nothing on Saturday, and then five nothing on Sunday. This team is hot, and I got to tell you, I like how the bracket sets up in Omaha for Ole Miss to get to the national title series. Um, and look, I, all eight teams can say that. I get that. But 
we know this is not the same team it was seven weeks ago. It's not. It has changed tremendously. And they're playing the best baseball they could possibly play. They have pitching now. And this is why they got ranked number one earlier in the year. It's because everybody knew they had the offense. And if they could find the pitching, they were going to be this good. They found the pitching now. And they are what we thought they were going to be way back in February here in June. And look, I mean, it, it's, it's all breaks, no, all, all gas, no breaks. That's what it is right now. And, uh, you know, what's the worst can happen? You're in the College World Series. You are in Omaha for the second time in eight years, mind you. Not one time in 22 years, second time in eight years. That's pretty doggone good. A couple of things. One, you, to be fair, were more prophetic than I was. You said they were going to win it in two games. I said before the year started that Ole Miss was going to make it to Omaha, but my opinions and what I said about this team completely changed over the course of the last handful of months because the entire story. Everyone's did, Ben. Everybody's opinion changed. Yeah. And and the story was Mike Bianco. That was the story. And had they not gotten in, and after that loss to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament, everything I got, I don't know about you, but everything I was getting was that Ole Miss and Mike Bianco, they were going to part ways and move on. And now here they are, and he's done the thing, and now the debate's completely over. So I will gladly, gladly eat my crow cold. I want to eat my crow. I would like to eat my crow. It will taste delicious. And the reason why is because this is always, and I wrote about this last night, this was always the best case scenario. Nobody wants to see Mike Bianco get fired or part ways, whatever you want to call it. They just wanted Ole Miss baseball to get to Omaha. So for them to do the thing, well, now this this is perfect. Now everyone can just enjoy what it is, and that's an Omaha title chase. Because Ole Miss baseball, and you know this better than anybody, you've been around Ole Miss your entire life, Ole Miss sports in general, historically, their legitimate shots at winning championships are so few and far between. And the one sport that seemingly is there every single year, right there with a chance, is Ole Miss baseball, consistently there. Uh, football has gotten that way. It was like that under Hugh Freeze a little bit and definitely under Lane Kiffin. But baseball, it's been like this for 20 years to where you honestly thought going into every single year, Ole Miss can go win a national championship. But they never made it. They always slipped on the banana peel right before they were supposed to go to Omaha. They always did something that brought up those brought up those we are Ole Miss moments, those those thoughts of, oh, it's here we go again, falling flat on their face, face planning when, when everything was on the line. Yeah. And yet now yeah, and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Ben, I think going into the Hattiesburg Regional, Ole Miss under Mike Bianco was one for eight. One for eight in Omaha in advancement Omaha opportunities. Advancement opportunities. That's right. Now that is that is a terrible stat. Yeah, it's an objectively bad number. Yeah, now they're two for nine. And two for nine is not good math. It's not. It's not. But they've gone twice in the last eight years. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You've gotten to the place. You have. You're you're in the chase. You're in the, the finalist chase. To where at the end of this rainbow, the pot of gold is a championship. And that's all Ole Miss fans ever wanted. So give me my crow. I will eat it gladly. This was always the best case scenario. Now Ole Miss baseball has a chance 
to really compete for a championship. And it's this team. And, and I'm glad it was this team because Tim Elko and Justin Bench and Kevin Graham all came back. They got screwed by the MLB draft being cut to 20 rounds from 40. And they didn't hear their names called. They come back, they run it back, almost returns eight of its nine lineup regulars. And all year, all year, they seemingly fell short of what we thought they were going to be. And then, like you mentioned, the pitching staff got settled. DeLucia and Hunter Elliott, who was unbelievable, unbelievable on Sunday. Seven, uh, seven and a third innings, which was a career high in innings. Career high, 10, 11 strikeouts. He looked like Doug Nikkei. He's wearing the 26. He's left-handed. He's got the surfer hair. And he's stuffed against Southern Miss. Yeah. And they left no doubt. And this is the whole point for me. This team that was so up and down, that was so frustrating, that felt like one of the most disappointing teams, not just in baseball history, but in Ole Miss athletics history, is now where we all said and thought that they were going to be. How they got there is immaterial. This is a cause for celebration. And it's one of the best yeah, stories. It's one of the best story, Ole Miss stories in years. No doubt about it. And everybody who had, who had put the Kool-Aid down, they were done with this. They and were I don't done blame Mike Bianco. Now, I don't blame you either, but but there are some that are still lingering out there that are like, oh, my God, most Ole Miss thing ever. We were about to have a coaching change. Now look what's happened. We're in the College World Series. Hey, get over it. Get no, this over is the it. best case scenario. It is. It's absolutely wonderful. It's one of the best stories in the country regarding baseball. And, um, you know, just hang on. Look, what's the worst that can happen? You've gone to Omaha. Okay, what's the best that can happen? You win a national title. And they and can, the, the way they're playing now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, let, let's talk Hattiesburg Heroes for a minute. With Tennessee out of the uh, tournament too, David? Sorry. Was, I'm sorry. Ask me that again. And with Tennessee out of the tournament? Yeah, Tennessee's gone. Tennessee is gone. You know, so um, Hattiesburg Heroes, Dylan DeLucha, obviously. Hunter Elliott, obviously. Obviously. Tim Milk. I mean, I mean, we could go up and down the line. Garrett Wood. I, I, Garrett Wood. There you go. Garrett Wood was unbelievable. Yeah. Look, how about that? That was the exclamation mark to the entire weekend. TJ McCants, banged mm. up hand, you know, comes in for only at bat in the whole weekend. And, and Southern's down four to nothing. It's mm. late. Mm. They're hoping for a ninth inning rally, and McCants just says, no, not going to happen, guys. Boom, here's run number five. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows TJ McCants is my dude. I love that dude. So you can imagine um, my response to that. And, and that was my whole thing. It's like this same team that disappointed all year, David, not only does it go and run through the Miami-Florida regional, the Coral Gables regional, and that Miami game winning 2-1, to one, winning close, that's what did it. They go and dominate Southern Miss, a team that was number 11 in the country, had a pitching staff that was comparable to any good pitching staff in the SEC. And they won in a way in which they looked like they were supposed to win. Like this was expected, right? And that's the difference. That The way they won these games, this looked like the team we expected Ole Miss to have. Coming into the year, the one that would be number one and would just run rough shot over anybody that tried to come get in their way. And offensively, they would yeah. just be relentless in pitching staff. They'd figure it out, and they have. And Josh Malice has been resurgent. Just everything that's come from this team the last handful of weeks is it's been like 
it's been like a, a, a quick sprint, right? A quick sprint of what we thought they were going to be. But it, it doesn't matter if it's better late than never. Fine. At least it got here, right? At least they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, but like we thought they could. That's all we wanted. Yeah, we're approaching the middle of June, still playing baseball, and it's going to be in Hell Omaha. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, just just it, it has really been a fairy book tale. Look, and, and and you know, everybody was down on them. They go to Hoover, they lose to Vandy three to one. It's over, and they're out. One game, and they're out, and they're not going to the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> and somebody. Somebody on that committee, on that selection committee, had to have thought higher of Ole Miss than we did. Well, my whole thing is Mike Bianco. I know this for a fact. Mike Bianco called around and talked to Cohen, and um, he did what good program protectors or whatever, program promoters, whatever you want to call them, that's what they do. When the, the worst has arrived, your back's against the wall like it's never been before, it's the end of the line. Mike Bianco went to work, and he helped. I'm not saying he was the whole reason why. I mean, I think Ole Miss had a good resume considering uh, or when compared to the other comparable teams in the country um, at the end of the bubble there. But to be the last team in, you can't convince me that Mike's politicking didn't contribute to that. And good for him. That's what we you, you expect your head coach to do, your millionaire head coach to do, um, if there is an opportunity. And they got in because all he felt they needed was a shot, and he was right. This team had not played to its potential for a significant stretch pretty much all year, and now they are, and he did his part to get them in, and all he needed, he thought, for his team was a shot. And they got it, and gosh dang, look at it. <laughs> they have taken advantage yeah. of it. It's Oh, my God, it's yeah. perfect, man. It, it is the story of the year 100%. for Ole Miss Athletics. 100%. Period. More than the Sugar yeah, Bowl. Uh, it is. It's, big, it's bigger than the Sugar Bowl. It is. I mean, because – you know, and I was talking to somebody about that earlier. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, what was Ole Miss playing for in the Sugar Bowl? Nothing. Their 11th win. Yeah. That, that's what they were playing for. This team's playing for a national championship. Yeah, they are. So, on that scale, hey, it's bigger than the Sugar Bowl, period. And, um, you know, uh, it had to be a sweet, sweet scene for the few Ole Miss fans. And there were more than – the 400 tickets allotted, but for oh, the Ole Miss yeah. fans that got to see it in person, had to be just tremendously incredible because they know. They know what this team knows, and that's what they've been. You know, and this team, you know, how they handled that, incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And, and that's a really but, good know, point because, like, Ole Miss fans, like the, the most critical, cynical Ole Miss fan that was just – Give it to Mike Bianco at all costs, blah, 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 whatever. Even that person has to stop and think and realize that this is what you want your teams to do. When they've disappointed you, when you put a lot of your emotion and, and whatever you've put into it to really get engaged, to be a fan, you don't want them to lay down. You always want them to fight. Oh, they just need to have some fight at least. If they're going to lose, at least lose with some fight. Well, this team fought and they won. This is the team that now has changed the story, completely flipped that story on its ear and made it about something else. And it made it and they've made it about something that everybody and their mother in Ole Miss sports was begging for. And that's Omaha and good for them. That's why nothing else matters about what happened this year. Nothing else at all matters. They're in Omaha. 
That's the one thing. That's the thing. And they did it. No, you know, everything that matters makes this story that much sweeter. That's what, uh, that's why you don't want to forget. You don't want to forget Alabama coming to Oxford and sweeping Ole Miss. You don't want to forget that midweek game against SEMO where they almost run-ruled the Rebels. Oh, my God. Yeah, that game. Because it makes it, it, makes it so much sweeter. Mm, I mean, that this team found itself. And, th- and, and, and that's, I think, in a nutshell, you know, all these analytical guys that would, you know, the, the people who deal with analytics and everything, they're going to credit this and that and everything. But really and truly, it's a simple storyline. This is a team that we all knew was, was good enough to get this far, that it lost itself and they found itself. And they found itself in terms of finding Dylan DeLucha first, now Hunter Elliott, and, and, and you know, Tim Elko and Jacob Gonzalez and all those guys they now have some confidence that they're going to be allowed to do what they need to do offensively with a couple of good frontline pitchers out there. And I think that's, that's it. They found themselves. That's the easiest way you can sum up what happened. And, and, and I think what's going to happen, what's going to happen in Omaha, because right now, do you really care who you play in Omaha? You really don't because you've got, let it be Stanford. Who cares? Let it be Oregon I mean, State, Auburn, whatever. Let it be Oregon yeah. State. We don't care. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Arkansas. Who cares who you face in the, you know, if you get to the national title series? You don't care. Southern right Miss now, was a team, very good baseball team. 47 wins. Two next 47. level pitchers leading their rotation. I'm talking top three round picks in the MLB draft. Hundred percent, definitely good bullpen. I mean, you know, I thought Ole Miss went into that super regional. They had the advantage in the in the everyday lineup, position by position, on the field. They had the advantage from a pitching standpoint. That's where you kind of got a little antsy because I mean, Southern Miss had the number two staff in the nation behind Tennessee. Um. You and know, both of now, those teams are out and Ole Miss is in. That's wrong. That's wrong. Oh. You made the best point to start this thing. I love that 2014 team. I think like most every other person associated with Ole Miss, be it in the media or fans, they have a special place in their heart for that 2014 team. This team is better. This is better. More talented team. I agree. I think this, and now this team hot. has more talent. Yeah, and now they're hot. And Tim Elko said it, don't let the Rebs get hot. And by God, they're hot. 5-0. and oh. it, That's the whole thing. They, like, avoided the Ole Miss moment, the we are Ole Miss moment. They didn't have any of that. And that's the difference. There wasn't this time where there's this – yeah, there wasn't this nervous energy like normal. They just went out and did it. They just be, they just won. Like they're supposed the to. The thing is that this team can't have a we are Ole Miss moment anymore. Mm. No matter what happens in Omaha. This team has accomplished, okay? And and it's going to be remembered as one of the greatest teams ever at Ole Miss. And at this right team place, that had disappointed for months, months. You know, Ben, I'm going to tell you, though, they just never got everything clicking at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Deal. And, and, and behind the scenes, and we'll never know this, you know Mike Bianco and his staff – they're sitting in the office and, and, and they're pulling their hair out of their heads. 
They're trying to figure out what is going to get this team going. And by George, somewhere around the Missouri series, they figured it out. They figured something out, and it worked. And it's going to work in Omaha. I'm telling you, this is not a team that is going to show up in Omaha scared of anybody, afraid of anybody. They're going to continue to play loose, and they're going to be successful for it. And there are a whole lot of Ole Miss fans right now who are canceling Florida vacations and (laughs) scheduling ones for Nebraska. Never in their minds did they think they'd be vacationing in Nebraska this summer. I love but that's it. happening right now. Oh, I love Rebel it so much. We'll invade Omaha. We usually only hold these for football. Helmet stickers are a football thing. But I thought it'd be good on this championship Omaha moving Monday to do some helmet stickers for the Hattiesburg Super Regional. You already kind of touched on it, uh, heroes of the Hattiesburg Regional. I want to hand out some helmet stickers. I want to remind everybody, this podcast is partially brought to you by S&J Custom Framing, located at 1001 Van Buren Avenue, just off the square in Oxford, Mississippi. S&J Custom Framing brings you custom framing and gifts. John Adams, the owner, will be happy to help you with anything you need in terms of framing and also pottery. Ben, these guys have pear tree pottery, Beloved Pottery, Crossroads Pottery, and a ton of Ole Miss prints inside the store. Some already framed. Some, if you need them framed, John is ready to help you. So that's S&J Custom Framing, 1001 Van Buren Avenue in Oxford. This podcast is also brought to you by Thomas Chandler. He specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. He can help you with pretty much anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits, college savings plans, and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186 and start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler. Let's hear from a couple more proud sponsors of this podcast. Ah, it's springtime in Oxford again. Who doesn't love springtime in Oxford? Flowers bloom and the square is popping. Ole Miss baseball, a little Ole Miss spring football. It's honestly one of the best times of the year, so why not enjoy it? See all the beauty that Oxford has to offer in a brand new car, truck, or Jeep. Well, if you're in the market, the only place to go, Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates them from every other dealership in Oxford, Mississippi, as Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, this is the only place to go. And when you go, ask for Brian or Mason. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. And take advantage of any one or more of the services Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides by contacting them at 662 662- Two three four eight thousand. That's six six two two three four eight thousand. Twenty two zero one East University Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. Alan Samuels, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The signs of summer are here: freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss, anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. 
From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. My first helmet sticker is going to Mike Bianco. He deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. And it's not just because Ole Miss won the games and got there. He actually had a real tangible impact on Ole Miss winning games. I thought his handling of the pitching staff throughout the postseason was flawless. Josh Mallett's coming in for Hunter Elliott, a, a resurgent Josh Mallett. Josh Mallett was bad last year, really bad. I honestly thought he was going to be processed. And yet here he is throwing nothing but sliders, and he's dominating. And, and Southern Miss, its offense is nowhere close to its defense. But th- this guy comes in to Josh Mallett, walks a runner walks a runner after getting out. The bases are loaded with two outs. And here comes Southern Miss's best home run hitter in Peyto with 16 home runs. And he gets him to lazily fly out, and it was over. And he finished the game. And now you have Brandon Johnson fresh going into Omaha. You have every other armature disposal. He didn't overextend anyone. He was quick with his hook. I, I, old Mike Bianco would have left Hunter Elliott in a little bit longer just to see if he could get out of it. He went out there. He got him out. He put in his guy, and Josh Malice dominated. So helmet sticker number one has to go to Mike Bianco. Helmet sticker number two, my first one goes to Hunter Elliott. Love it. Okay, this this kid is a true freshman. He, listen, he is put out there on the mound in the decisive game of the Super Regional. All eyes are on him. Anything and everything could have went wrong. Nothing did. Hunter Elliott dominated that game, kept Southern Mississippi from crossing home plate, set the tone for it, and gave his offense enough time to come around and win the Supers. Hunter Elliott, 
gets a helmet sticker. I love that one. My second helmet sticker. We're only giving out three apiece. Has to go to Tim Elko because when he caught that final out and threw his hands up, I felt that, man. I really felt that. He's been good all year. I mean, he started a little slow, still set the single-season Ole Miss home run record. And then he's the one that wrote on Twitter before the postseason started, Ole Miss is the last team that gets in to the NCAA tournament, number 64 out of 64 teams. And he says, quote on Twitter, don't let the Rebs get hot. Print those shirts, man, because they have gotten hot in there in Omaha. And Tim Elko, man, build the statue already. Build the statue. When he put his hands up, I'm telling you, that last out, you could feel the relief like through your television set, through if you're sitting in the stands and you saw it in person. However you saw Tim Elko cut the ball, everyone could feel that relief. Really feel that. My second helmet sticker, I'm going to stick with the pitchers. It's going to Dylan DeLuccia. Listen, man. If not for what Dylan did during the end of the regular season and becoming a dominant starter for Ole Miss, I'm not sure they would have gotten to this point. He was absolutely spectacular. Not only Saturday's start at the Super Regional, but his start down in Coral Gables as well. Dylan DeLucha uh, gives you a helmet. He gets a helmet sticker, and he gives you the confidence uh, to believe in this team going to Omaha. And my last helmet sticker, my third and final one, Josh Mallets, I mentioned it. He was so bad last year. And there was a lot that I was hearing about them potentially processing him to open up. Because once you get get back Tim Elko, Kevin Graham, Justin Bench, in other years had the COVID-19 pandemic not happened, those guys are 100% getting drafted in 40 rounds. Now, they're probably mid to late round guys, but they're getting drafted. And... Once they come back, well, you got to make scholarship room. Well, at the time you did. You don't have to really do it anymore, but you did back then. And Josh Mallets was one of those candidates. Oh, what, can he really offer you some value and whatever? And he has done nothing but dominate and become a critical bullpen arm. It was either him or Mason Nichols, and I wanted to go with Mason Nichols. But once Josh Mallets came out against Southern Miss in the deciding game, backing up a true freshman who dominated and threw nothing but sliders – and got out of the biggest jam, and then closed out the ninth, you got to give him one. He deserves it, man. And now he's become such a critical piece for this and gives them another late-inning option to go with Brandon Johnson, Mason Nichols. These were not the options we were talking about at the beginning of the year. Brandon Johnson was. Josh Mallets wasn't. Mason Nichols wasn't. We were talking about Jackson Kimbrell and uh, when are you going to get Max Chofi back. And he deserves a helmet sticker because when it mattered, when they were trying to punch their ticket to Omaha, who was on the mound? The guy that we'd all kind of given up on after a year. And that's what it's got to tell us in this day and age in college sports, man. Take a, take a deep breath. Sit back and realize that not everybody takes the same amount of time. Some come in, step in, are good immediately. Superstars immediately like Jacob Gonzalez. Others like Josh Mallets need some time. And it doesn't work out all the time. But when it does, it's special. And he deserves a helmet sticker for what he did this weekend. I like it. My last helmet sticker and the last one we're going to give may surprise some people. It's going to catcher Hayden Dunhurst. I love that. Why? Because he handles this staff. I almost did that one. Staff. I almost said him. Yeah. Well, you did. So there you go. So <laughs> he, he gives Ole Miss a veteran presence behind the plate. The guy couldn't buy a hit down in Coral Gables. Finally got the bat going a little bit yesterday, but you know, he puts on the tools of ignorance. He gets down there. He gets beaten to death every single game, but he gives you that veteran presence, the steadiness that, that, that this staff needs in a receiver. And Hayden Dunhurst, 
you get a helmet sticker for me because just because of who you are and what you do, man. That's a great helmet sticker. Oh, that's so good because he handled that staff and he doesn't get enough credit. I love that the tools of ignorance, even on the tools of ignorance, got behind the plate. It's the worst position in all of sports. I played catcher one year um, <laughs> in, in in Little League. Langston Rogers was my coach. And, no uh, kidding. The former yeah, Ole Miss SID? Yeah, no kidding. Do what? The former Ole Miss SID? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the former Ole Miss SID was my little league baseball coach, and uh, yeah, Langston uh, told me to put the mask on and the uh, and grab the mitt, and uh, I got the crap beat out of me uh, most of that season back there. And um, I've always had a very healthy respect for the guys that do it when the guys throwing it to them are hitting ninety five on the radar gun. Here's my final question as we wrap up this kind of recap. We're just we're just celebrating along with y'all, man, because it's more fun for us from a job perspective when it's like this. Neither one of us wanted to cover coaching search. Coaching searches are good for business and numbers, but it, it's a lot of work and a lot in a very short amount of time and very pressure uh, inducing and, and, and panic inducing and all that kind of stuff. And this is the best thing that could happen. Go to Omaha and do the thing. This is more fun. Numbers are good and people care about it and we care about it, too, because it's just a special almost moment. And these are the moments you got to freeze in time and remember because they don't come around too often. And for almost to do it in the way they did it, the manner in which they did it, it's pretty special. But I think that and I wrote about this yesterday for the Ole Miss Spirit, OmaSpirit.com and Philly Devon 3. David writes for Inside the Rebels and Philly of 247 Sports. But I wrote this, that this debate about Mike Bianco that's been going on, the same debate has happened for 10 years, feels like. I feel like it's over now that he can pretty much hang up his uh, number five jersey if and when he's ready. 100 percent um you know and i know that's much to some people's angst that um this doesn't answer their concerns that now we're going to hear two trips to omaha in 22 years is not enough which is fair it's fine Uh, that's that's fair but you know mike has run a program clean as a whistle, okay? Um, He has won, and he has won big. And if you want to put all the programs on a table and pick the one with the most national success, it's a no-brainer. It's Ole Miss baseball. What are your expectations? And, 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 you know, what, what, what do you expect? I mean, he's done a good job. He's done a really good job. And um, well, it's the same thing as the debate with Peyton Manning. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? He only got one Super Bowl win. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Mike Bianco, is he the most accomplished coach of all time in Ole Miss history? No, he's not because he hadn't gotten to Omaha. Now he's gotten there twice. He can't stop here. He needs to get back there again if he's going to retire as an Ole Miss Rebel. But still – this is what was the knock against him because everything else was in place. And that's what I was most critical of. Like I, I said this countless times, go back and listen to it. As far as program infrastructure and the um, bones of the program and the foundation of the program, elite, truly elite, but where a manager can really have a legitimate impact on winning and losing is in two areas. One, bullpen management, and two, lineup construction. And that's where Mike has consistently fell short. And he handled – 
his bullpen and his starting rotation beautifully, not only in the postseason, but towards the end of the year. And the lineup finally came alive. It was, it's kind of hard to screw up this lineup in theory, because as long as those guys were playing to their potential, they were going to hit and they were going to score runs, but they weren't playing their potential. Tim Elko started slow. Kevin Graham was out for a month. Justin Bench was steady, but he didn't repeat the power production of last year. Jacob Gonzalez didn't hit for the average you expect out of a superstar, but he was still really, really good. Uh, ben Van Cleef still hadn't hit a home run. He's not hitting as much anymore, not really playing all that much anymore. Calvin Harris was lost for some time. A lot of things didn't go his way. The postseason it has. And now he's yeah, he's, he's checked he's off that off his resume. Yeah. He's not a downhill skier. That his whole career can be judged solely on what he's done, mm. you know, him only. Uh, he's he's a coach of a team, and um, you know, again, he has the most nationally relevant program on the Ole Miss campus, uh, hands down. Name me a football coach or a basketball coach or a soccer coach or uh, even a golf coach outside of uh, our women's golf coach who has a national title under her belt, Corey Hinkus. But, um, you know, my, well, here's, my, here's my question. Cause you're much more rational than me. You're so you've always been much more rational than me. That's why I always defer to you with this kind of stuff. Let me ask you this. All right. Ole Miss fans, fair or not, view their baseball program like Kentucky views its basketball program. If the basketball program at Kentucky, if John Calipari kept getting Kentucky to Sweet 16 appearances but never advancing to the Elite Eight into the Final Four into a national championship, would Kentucky fans want to move on eventually? Yeah, eventually they would, but it's not fair for Ole Miss fans to view their baseball program like Kentucky. And I agree. You, did, you did say that, but, um, but they do anyway. Um, yeah, if the debate's about whether or not they should be viewed it that way, that's a different debate. Yeah, you know? yeah, it often creates an unfair perspective for not only Mike Bianco, but the players. Hmm. Um, but right now, you can feel as good about your baseball program as Kentucky has ever felt about their basketball program because they're playing for a national title. And, you know... Yeah, but, but Kentucky's yeah. got titles. Now go win the thing, David. Go win it. Well, Kentucky's got titles. That's right. Now go win the thing. Go win it. That's thing. exactly right. But the, as far as the debate on Mike Bianco goes, that's dead. It's gone. Maybe you can bring it back in two or three years. But right now, it's gone for now. It's gone for next year. It's probably gone for the year after that. Um. That's just a fact. Are they playing on and Saturday? Mike, uh, They're Saturday, right? Um, I don't know that that's been determined yet. Oh, okay. All they right. may be maybe Saturday, Monday, but uh, but 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 right now, Mike Bianco is in the catbird seat, and he can decide how he wants to end his old Miss career. At this point, and that's, that's why what I would say is the fairest assessment of things now. David, they were seven games under 500 in the SEC on May 1st. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. We talk, and what are we talking about? Now we can actually have the debate of whether or not, no more about is it time to move on from Mike Bianco, and they were going to move on. But now it's about where does he rank amongst the greatest coaches in Ole Miss history? Well, he's taken them to Omaha twice. Twice. Um uh, since the 70s, Ole Miss has yeah. only been twice, and Mike Bianco was the coach when he took him there. 
let's see uh, let's see what they do and then have that conversation. All right, last one. Make your prediction. You've been prophetic. Is almost about to win a national title. Yeah, you know, I opened up this uh, podcast by saying I'm not predicting they can, but I'm not predicting they will, but I think they can. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not saying they will. Baseball's a funny game, but I think they can, obviously. Everybody's thinking they can at this point. I'm going to say they do. I'm going to say it. Why not? Why not be optimistic? The Braves went into the postseason. The Braves were a lot like the um, Ole Miss Rebels this year in baseball last year in July, under 500, made some moves, got right, got hot, went into the postseason, and Guillermo Aredia, one of their outfielders, said, and it became a quote for them, uh, no, no humble, be cocky, be cocky. I'm going to be cocky about this Ole Miss team. This followed a very similar track as my Atlanta Braves last year. They've gotten hot at the right time, which is the reverse Ole Miss. Ole Miss usually doesn't do that. It uh, win or loses game one, or at least recently it has. Uh, lose game one, win game two, and restore hope, and then have a crushing game three loss. Or in the old days, it would be Ole Miss would win game one and then lose back-to-back games. They not only won both games, they're 5-0 and in the tournament. So don't be humble. Be cocky. You're damn right. Ole Miss is going to win a national championship. And when they do, I will lead the parade you know, dressed as a clown. I don't care. I, this is what I wanted. This is what everybody wanted. Media, fans, coaches, players, you name it. Anybody that is in and around this program every single day, this is the thing we wanted. Go to Omaha. And, yep, they're there. They're there. Let's go. All right. Babe Ruth has just stepped up and called his shot. Called my like shot. It. I like it. He's David we'll Johnson. See, uh, go ahead. We'll see. I, uh, look. Bring me back I, I down to earth. It's fine. No, no, no. I don't want to. And I don't think it's necessary because I told you I'm not going to predict it, but I think they can. They can. So let's see. My question is, okay, you're going to throw Dylan Delucha. Then you're going to throw Hunter Elliott. <laughs> then you got to throw somebody else to win a third game and get to that series. Who's the somebody else going to be? If it works out that way. He won't do it, but he should open. Use Brandon Johnson as an opener. Open with Brandon Johnson. Taylor Broadway, he did the right thing. He opened with Taylor Broadway in game three in Tucson last year. It just didn't work out. Brandon Johnson is the best option. But I would totally get if he went with Jack Washburn because that's what you signed this kid to do. He's a Team USA guy. He's an All-American. You signed him for these games. But I think what he's going to end up doing is starting Derek Diamond, probably leaving him in too long, and we're all going to get frustrated. But whatever. They're in Omaha. We'll see what happens. He's David Johnson at Rebels247 on Twitter. Writes for Inside the Rebels and Affiliate of 247 Sports. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben, the Ole Miss Spirit on 3.com. It's fun, man. I'm glad that this is what we talked about, right? Like, I'm glad that this is where we are today, and I did not expect it a month ago. This is fun. Yeah. Can you believe it's the middle of June? We did a whole podcast on nothing but baseball. I would like to say 5.30 this evening, 2023 offensive lineman Bryson Sanders is going to tell us where he's going to go to college. Ole Miss fans may want to be paying attention uh, around that time. That's a big deal. He's a four-star offensive lineman. So, yeah, 5.30, pay attention. Thank you, buddy. All right, Ben. Talk to you soon. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.